The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. Our resident GP, Dr. Eleanor Galvin, is with us to answer any medical questions that you have. And we have quite the list, so we'll rattle on as fast as we can. My son, aged eight, is happy and healthy. But whenever he gets a scrape, which happens often, his skin welts up like he's got some kind of rash. It's not itchy or painful for him, but it goes bright red and it becomes quite prominent and raised. What could this be and should I be worried? This is a common benign condition and it's called dermatographism which actually means writing on skin. So if you were to get the sharp end of the top of a pen and write hello across his back, it would rise up like hello. Um, Which we're so, not recommending, obviously. <laughs> no, it's kind of what we do in hospital spaces <laughs> to confirm it. So it, it is an actual skin condition, but it's of no huge significance at all. And generally it will stop happening after about six months uh, by itself. So it's an overreaction and it's kind of like a hive production um, a histamine release in the cells that are scratched. It's an overreaction. So you can give him antihistamines uh, if he's of age for them and you can moisturise his skin. And there is one small funny association with having scabies. So you might want to be sure he doesn't have scabies, which he probably doesn't. But but if he doesn't, probably six months and it'll resolve itself. It'll resolve the itself. Plenty of moisturiser, antihistamine for the noise. Don't write on him, but you could. Here's an interesting philosophical one. The doctor recently told me Sorry, I I shouldn't laugh. The doctor recently told me my brain was older than my years following an MRI. What does that mean? I I I love the just surprise questions. I would sh- be sure that that probably means that they saw microcalcifications on his MRI, which they're reporting a lot now in people, and they're saying it's from microvascular disease. So you might see some little white spots. It's generally not of an awful condition, but it may remind you to watch your cholesterol. Don't smoke and drink your loaf off uh, and generally maybe live a better lifestyle. Make sure your blood pressure is not high, but it's generally a slight wearing of blood vessels in your brain that can show your age. Uh, and but that's you can the age then. the brain and the brain can be a different age than the body. Well, well I, I, as in it can be I, more appropriate I would for an older patient. the explanation of why you had some tiny microvascular changes spotted on an MRI. And that's really a lifestyle thing and a blood pressure thing. Another one says, I'm a, a, an active, healthy man in my mid 40s and I have a good diet, but I have a cholesterol of 7.1. What can I do about it? What's 7.1? Is that good? 7.1 is pretty bad. Is it? Yeah. What should it uh, be? Less than five. Oh, OK. Yeah. So like 7.1 would be the stage we'd be saying, are you really not eating sticks of butter for breakfast? Are you really that healthy? Probably giving him three months to go away, uh, drink less, eat better, more fish and chicken, less meat seeing if we can bring it down. If we can't, maybe having a look at his family history and saying, is this genetic? Are we sending this man on a fool's errand? Is this only going to be fixed with a tablet? And not to be sitting with looking at your cholesterol 7.1 for too long, saying, well, next year I'll be better. Because you might get those microvascular changes in your brain, um, but also um, you're more at risk of heart attack and stroke. Well, I may have this totally wrong, but I, I did I read somewhere that the genetic predisposition to high cholesterol is a more significant impact on your cholesterol level than whether or not you're eating sticks of butter. Have I that completely wrong? Oh, no, you've that completely right. So the, the, the so about 20 percent of lowering your cholesterol you can do by diet. So if you are really bold, plus have that 20 percent, then, you know, maybe you can get down below seven. But somebody who has a cholesterol 7.1 is doing the right things. There's a genetic component in that and you can make them vegan for as long as you like and they might still have a cholesterol of 6.5, which is still not really And that means a future of statins, is that the thing? Yeah, it does. 
Tech saying, I'm in my early-ish 30s. I have been off the pill for a number of years now, but I'm finding that I'm experiencing more and more discomfort whenever I get my period of late. Should I be concerned or is there anything that I can do about it? I don't take the pill and I would prefer not to have to start. Now, I think she should be concerned about it because more and more pain. So women between kind of 25 and 40 can develop endometriosis where the lining of your womb is outside of your womb. Uh, as well as inside in your womb. So when you get your period every month, you bleed not just inside your womb, but outside it. So you can get funnier or heavier bleeds for your period. You can get a lot of cramping and pain, especially out through your back. And you can have pain when you're peeing and when you're pooping when you have your period. And that's a real kind of red flag of maybe there's a bit of endometriosis going on here. It's important that it will be addressed that you go see somebody, maybe a gynae, GP first, gynae then. Uh, and have it addressed. Sometimes they have to do a laparoscopy, have a little look inside to see if you have endometriosis. It has implications for your future fertility. Now, even if you don't want babies, it's got implications for your pain every month. Um, so and is it treatable? Treatable. Treatable. Not not the greatest fun of a condition, but treatable. And the quicker you get it, the better, rather than letting these patches grow and they stick your bladder to your bowel and they, they cause adhesions and things Oh, beyond the womb, they can have. They, they can yes, have it's like having little it. patches of of hemorrhagic tissue outside of your womb, in your abdominal cavity. Oh, Not and great. as that heals, it can adhere yeah, to whatever's yeah. beside it. Right. Not great. Uh, another one saying, my hands and feet get really cold really easily. My mum is the same, and she says that it's just poor circulation. But I feel like it's getting more severe to the point where it's almost sore. Could it be an indication of something more serious? It sounds like Raynaud's phenomenon, a Raynaud's disease, where it's a vasospasm of your blood vessels in response to cold, and thirty percent of it is genetic. So her mother gave her this. Um, <laughs> be sure to thank mum later. Be sure to yes. thank mum later. So you keep your hands warm as best you can. And there is now medication you can give for Raynaud's because you can get nail changes, terribly painful hands that you can't even put under a cold tap. Um, and they put uh, people on calcium channel blockers and they put women on Viagra. So I have patients on large doses of Viagra, women patients, and it cures their Raynaud's beautifully. Because Vi- Viagra is a vasodilator. That's it what is. it does. And it, it? it works like a treat for it. It was first initially being invented for Raynaud's and circulatory disorders and only that they discovered that it was so useful for other things. And obviously that is a bigger market. So does that mean that there was a control group where they, they arrived in and they said, how's your Raynaud's? And they said, well, it's, it's coming on, the Dr. Bush. The men said their is <coughs> fabulous. <laughs> there may be Yeah, and the women said, you buy your hands are warmer. <laughs> Yeah. Last month, my husband mentioned to me, this is uh, another great. Uh, last month, my, mus- my husband mentioned to me that he saw some blood in the loo after he'd gone to the toilet. I have been at him ever since then to see someone about it and he absolutely refuses to go. He says he's too busy. I know so many people whose fathers were the same. They just refused to go to the doctor and their outcome wasn't good. Is this kind of thing generally benign or should I be dragging him to the doctors myself? Before you answer the medical bit of that, do you get much of that people saying, oh, oh. I don't want to go? Yeah, and, and, and women shoving their husbands in ahead of them in the door, um, like bold children. Um, but it, it, blood coming out of anywhere apart from your menstruating woman at a time of month is not a great sign. And it could be just a hemorrhoid, but it could be a cancer, but nobody can tell unless he goes to the doctor. So he has to go to the doctor, but the more you nag him, the probably worse he gets. So you probably need to discuss his fears, tell him why you're scared, uh, and then accept he's a fully grown adult man um, and you can't make people do anything, uh, but you could actively encourage. But try not no, to. and it is no yeah. harm as well pointing to the podcast and saying Dr. Oh, Eleanor Galvin is a doctor who says you need to go to a doctor. Uh, could be nothing, but go get it looked. And at. the quicker you go and find out it's nothing or even if it is something, the better it is. 
Quick one for you. I'm a retired woman of 73. I have always had a sharp mind, but of late I've become a little forgetful. What tests can I do to see if this is problematic? You can go to your GP and get a memory um, assessment on a screening test for memory loss and get a battery test to see that you're not got an underlying illness, that you're not a bit anxious or depressed either. Eleanor, thank you as always so much and we'll gather up the ones we didn't get to and get back to them next time we see Dr Eleanor Galvin. Big thank you to Simon Keane, Stephen Dunn, Stephen McLoon and Marais O'Sullivan. That is it for us this morning. By the way, familydoctors.ie if you want to get hold of uh, Eleanor directly or you have anything you want to put to her directly.